everybody, and welcome to another episode of All Things Considered Franchising, powered by ScottMilesFranchiseCoach.com. I am your host, Scotty Milas. I am the founder of All Things Considered Franchising, a podcast dedicated to the uh, franchise space, entrepreneurship. We uh, talk about uh, business ownership, different types of brands. Uh, we stay focused on the uh, franchising industry, but occasionally step outside uh, into independence and uh, kind of... Uh, people associated with the industry. Uh, Scott Milas franchise coach.com is a uh, organization consulting organization. I started many years ago that helps people research and explore business ownership, helping you develop a roadmap business model, and then introducing you to opportunities that potentially fit in the franchising space. And then I'm helping you through the validation process, ultimately to get to a decision one way or the other. Um, A great guest uh, today, somebody who's really kind of, cemented his uh his place in franchising and is uh, kind of one of those just guys that you know you just want to hang out with i mean he and, and pick his brain and uh, that's doug uh doug smith doug is senior vice president of franchise development for the belfort franchise group which is a uh a, a an organization that's uh, affiliated and uh, ownership of uh, home service type brands so uh, doug welcome to the show well thanks for having me scotty appreciate it yeah, you know, you and I were chatting, kind of warming up to uh, before we hit the live button here, uh, record button. Um, you, you came out of uh, the restaurant industry, uh, working for franchisors, I imagine, on the operational side, managing, helping multi-unit owners, uh, you know, kind of put their management uh, together to run the uh, stores and then switched into financials, uh, the financial industry, and then, uh, of course, got back into and now with um, uh, the Belfort Group. Um you know, um, franchising has kind kind of had a a weave up and down. Now it's you know it, it's still a great place to start to go to become an entrepreneur. But um, maybe share a few things with the audience before we dive into the Belfort Group uh, list of brands, um, and and tell us a little bit about your experience in franchising and thoughts about the industry. Sure, um, uh, I think we we talked a little bit earlier, right? And I did start my career in the restaurant business and worked for several franchises, so saw what that was like from that side of things. Um, and uh, you know, some of the the goods and the bads, obviously. Uh, restaurants come with a lot of a lot of both, um, so got a lot of experience there. <laughs> yep. Uh, yep. Jumped into financial services, tried that for a while, uh, several years, but then uh, you know, found my way back to franchising from the franchisor side of things. Um, you know, when I first got out of college and got in the restaurant business, I, I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I wanted to own my own restaurant. And uh, that kind of cemented that, um, you know, I'd done that kind of right in high school, the way most kids do, right? Mowing lawns and, you know, right. grew up in New York. So there was, you know, leaves to be raked and snow to be shoveled and, you know, things like that. Uh, so you kind of got a taste of, of that. Um, thought I wanted to own my own restaurant. Um, learned a lot about the restaurant business in the 13 years I was in it. And, um, you know, things I both liked and didn't like. And, um, so I kind of got it back into franchising with the goal of helping other people become entrepreneurs because I always liked that kind of track. But um, I, I really get a kick out of, you know, bringing people along. I'm sure much like you do in your in your uh, consultations, right? Bringing people along and finding something when they're when they're tired of working for a large corporation or they've been laid off or it's just a different stage of their life or they're looking for more work life balance, whatever it is. We really enjoy bring those people along and we think home services in particular here at Belfort franchise group is, is a pretty popular and pretty exciting way to way to do that. You know, it's interesting. Uh, you know, you touched on a couple of things there. That's quite interesting because uh, home services 
has really uh, climbed the ladder in uh, interest as business ownership, uh, especially, you know, uh, you know, from the uh, early stages of the pandemic uh, coming out of the pandemic. And it's remained a very, very lucrative, rewarding um, and for people rewarding opportunity for people that are looking to kind of exit corporate America and, and looking for something that's scalable to you know, get to the potential of earning, you know, having a good, good earnings potential. Um, Belfort Group rep- represents some, uh, you know, great opportunities in that category that I want to talk about. But one of my favorite that's in your um, portfolio, uh, you know, just to start out is uh, Redbox. And uh, I, I kind of remember this brand when it, when, it, when, it, when it started out. It really took off. Uh, if I remember correctly, the story of Redbox was it, it, it was almost created or thought of uh, on an airplane by the owner, uh, you know, uh, diagramming. So Sketching on a cocktail napkin. Yeah. So, uh, you know, talk about Redbox, some of the other brands, you know, just kind of give us a brief overview and your thoughts on the home services and, you know, what separates Belfour from some of the other organizations that manage home service uh, opportunities. Sure, that's a uh, that's about twelve questions in one. So uh, you can cut me <laughs> off anytime you anytime you want. So yeah, just take uh, it piece by piece, as they say. Right? Uh, but Redbox Plus Dumps, we Belfour Franchise Group. They acquired them. Uh, we acquired them back in uh, twenty uh, twenty one. Excuse me. And um, uh, yeah, it was a concept that was kind of sketched out uh, with a couple of guys and got that started, and it grew pretty quickly. Uh, today, we've got close to one hundred franchisees and over three hundred franchises. Uh, all across the nation. So that's a pretty exciting brand. It's it's one of our, um, you know, brands that's interesting and different from some of the other ones in the fact that, uh, you know, it's very asset heavy, uh, trucks, dumpsters, things like that, obviously, but uh, very light labor requirement. So some of our brands uh, like that seem to be, you know, really popular right now because I think we all hear about the labor shortages and kind of what's going on today with that. Uh, and when you have things like a restaurant or something that requires, you know, 30, 40, 50, 100 employees, it gets it gets pretty challenging in this day and age. Yes, it does. Um, you know, get a wage concern, et cetera. So some of the franchises uh, like Redbox Plus Dumpsters and one of our latest ones, Cool Bins, another similar concept. It's a climate controlled mobile storage uh, concept. Again, you've got these climate controlled storage bins and trucks, but very, very light labor required. This one actually requires even less labor than our Redbox Plus concept. So, um, you know, so that's pretty attractive to people in today's uh, climate as well. Um, but we've got 13 brands uh, in the Belfour franchise group uh, family. Uh, some as old as 46, 47 uh, years old, like Chem Dry Carpet and Upholster Cleaning, and some like Cool Bins and our new pest control company, which is Safer Home Services. They are literally. They've been franchising now for just a couple of months. So kind of, and we've got them everywhere in between. What, um, what are you seeing as the reception from uh, prospects, clients that uh, you're meeting and interviewing and going through the process? Because um, emerging brands seems to be very on, on, on the heavy side these days. Uh, there are a lot of companies that are now utilizing uh, franchising uh, to expand their businesses instead of going the in, using franchising as a way to expand their businesses versus being an independent. But what are you seeing as far as the level of interest, the types of person that are getting into these emerging brands? I mean, is there anything in particular that catches your attention uh, on the character or, or MO, I should say, of these the other investors? It, it does, actually. Uh, you know, having these new brands, brand new brands from startup, um, you know, let you see what what type of people are interested in those. Um, 
typically not uh, first-time entrepreneurs necessarily, uh, a few, but a lot of them are coming from having other businesses uh, either in the past or may own six, seven different businesses right now. Um, uh, so we just had a new franchisee down in Georgia um, who I think we are his seventh business in his portfolio of businesses. Um, uh, talking to a new candidate for for Cool Bins right now, and he has three or four uh, businesses with a couple of partners out in Arizona. So uh, especially when they're they're uh, you know the investment's a little bit larger, these seem to be seasoned entrepreneurs that are just looking. Um, they're, you know, they're not looking to replace a salary, right? They're looking for right. investment, right? They're, they're looking at things that are a five, 10, 15 year horizon. They're looking to build equity and, you know, and have an exit at some point in time. So that's more the type of people we see coming in with these, these larger uh, investment opportunities. Uh, and then sometimes on the smaller ones, right? Obviously you don't need as much to get started. Um, so that provides opportunity for maybe, you know, somebody a little bit different. Um, right. You mentioned kind of new startups. The, the unique thing about Belfort Franchise Group is you can come and get involved with like a cool bins that's brand brand spanking new, but you've got the backing of 46, 47 years and 12 other brands and 200 people in our franchise group, right? That are there to support you. It's not like, you know, you're brand new with three or four employees. You've got large training departments and coaching departments and finance and accounting, uh, right? And, and, and onboarding. Um, so um, you've got equipment purchasing. You've got all these different departments that are already in place, you know, for our three to four thousand franchisees already in our system. So you can get the benefits of a brand new startup, but with all that backing and all that experience already in place. So that's kind of, I think, how we're a little bit maybe unique. So in, in essence, and, and, and we're talking to Doug Smith, Senior Vice President of Franchise Development for the Belfort Group. Um, it's. Is it safe to say that if somebody is coming into the Belfort system, whether it's a Cool Bins or one of the other brands making an investment, that they're going to get the full gamut of support? So uh, it doesn't sound like a lot of your um, uh, brands require brick and mortar, but they're still going to require territory assessment. They're going to require the marketing efforts. Uh, they're going to require the uh, the sales support in some ways, the marketing, so operational support. So is it safe to say that somebody coming in, somebody who maybe doesn't have business experience, ownership business experience, is going to be comfortable to know that the Belfort Group is going to support them from A to Z? It's not only safe, it's a fact. I mean, that's exactly what we do, that, right? That's so, what we want to hear. That's what we want to hear. That's exactly what we do. Matter of fact, all 13 of our brands, for example, you mentioned marketing, right? Uh, when you buy the initial package, right, from us, um, not only does it include equipment and vans and things like that, it also includes the first four to six months of marketing already built into that package. So you've already actually mm -hmm. prepaid for a lot of that marketing that our marketing team then implements with you. I mean, obviously everybody gets a website and sets up, you know, SEO and pay-per-click campaigns, things like that, but they go on and, you know, they're, they're getting all your, um, uh, you know, reviews set up, you know, not in just your site. So they're getting all your digital uh, grand, you know, uh, marketing, all your grand openings, whatever it is, it's all packaged up, kind of prepaid for. So you have every incentive, right. To, to work with us, to make sure that gets implemented in the right way. And then, you know, we kind of transition that, um, we still support it, but it's kind of transitioned to, to you, you know, after that first four to six months when we feel you're comfortable uh, along those lines. But everybody gets that automatically so that you don't have a choice to decide in month two, oh, I don't want to spend this on marketing or I want to do it a little bit different way. 
we've got proven systems in place and we want you <laughs> to, to engage with those systems, right? For the best chance of success. And that applies for you know, whether it's national accounts or sales training, the onboarding, working with the different systems, all that is going to be covered. And then that's ongoing, obviously, with your business coaches. So when you look at your model, uh, when you look at the, the, the companies that are in the Belfour um, portfolio of brands, uh, mostly service-based businesses, let's talk about the characteristics uh, of the type of investor that you're seeing, the owner that wants to come in and that's looking at these brands. Are we looking at people that have seasoned management experience, know how to manage, not necessarily uh, someone who absolutely loves to get their hands dirty, so to speak, but has some type of a service understanding, uh, networking, being able to present B2B, B2C uh, scenarios. I mean, give us a little overview of the type of person that you're seeing that's coming into the Belfort Group. And leave out the financial part for a second, but yeah, you yeah. Know, just kind of the characteristics, uh, experiences that you're seeing that are coming into the brands that you represent know. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, a lot of them have management experience, um, you know, depending on the concept that can be handy, depending on your labor requirements and so forth. But, um, you know, one of the things we we look for in our conversations uh, are people with. I'll say sales and marketing backgrounds, uh, maybe not necessarily entrepreneurs all the time. That doesn't mean and I don't mean to mean you had to come from a defined sales and marketing role. Right. right? You kind of mentioned it. Uh, we're home services. So these people are in people's homes every day, right? They don't necessarily have to be on the truck, right? But somebody's going to go out uh, and, and sell the product, right? Somebody's going to have to go to B&I groups, right? Somebody's going to have to go to chambers of commerce. Somebody's going to have to get the business up and running. People have to know who you are. So it's got to be somebody that's comfortable, you know, talking to people, interacting with people. You don't have to be a huge extrovert. I tend to be, um, but you know, my wife's an introvert and she's done very well at some of these things over the years. So it doesn't have to be, you know, right, right. a big effort, but it's, it's people who are just comfortable talking to people, you know, people you probably want to have on your podcast, right? Not, not a, a, a shrinking violet, right? You want people that are going to you know enjoy right, having a conversation. Right. We look for that uh, in the process. So not necessarily the answers to the questions, but you know, are you answering? How are you answering? You know, so I say sales and marketing, but that's that's kind of loose. You know, you got to be able to talk to people and relate to yeah, people. Yeah, you know, it's funny. At scottmilesfranchisecoach.com, this is one of the avenues that we go down uh, when we're talking to our clients is, is that the sales aptitude. And when we say sales aptitude, we're not talking about, you know, kind of being that Willie Loman where you're carrying your briefcase and knocking on doors <laughs> or dialing for dollars with your Rolodex cards. I mean, I'm really dating myself here, but it's the ability <laughs> to network and let people know that you own a business and make a presentation. Uh, and kind of say, okay, great. Would you like to move forward that, you know, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's a little different than it was 25, 30 years ago. So it's uh, with the help of social media, a lot of the marketing is, you know, uh, marketing. Um, when you look at the level of executive that's coming in or the level of person that's coming in investing, are we seeing senior level corporate executives? Are we seeing, uh, VP levels, we've seen directors. Is there a uh, kind of a uh, 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 you know, a, uh, a category that you're seeing most of the people or level of experience that they're at, title, so to speak? Uh, I'd say it's a little specific to, to brand, but uh, if you start at the kind of higher investment levels, uh, one of two buckets, right? I mentioned entrepreneurs, right? It's kind of serial entrepreneurs, right. th those types of people. If they're not entrepreneurs, if they're work, if they're W2 folks. Uh, we do see a very senior level. So we've got 
uh, people involved in our red box plus dumpsters that you might never imagine, right? We have financial advisors that are doing that. We have people who came from companies like Deloitte and Ernst and Young uh, at a pretty senior level doing that. So we've got several uh, computer engineering, uh, IT type of people that are doing Redbox right. Plus dumpsters. So, you know, you wouldn't think you're like dumpster, really dumpster rentals. Um, I would say, you know, our most successful people and 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 a good chunk of them came from very um, white collar kind of uh, senior level. Say the white collar. Um, yeah, yeah, senior level positions to do that. Now, part of that is the investment level, of course, but um, um, yeah, it's just something about again looking for a recession resistant business. A lot of home services are right. Um, they're looking for things that they can build equity in, uh, you know, again, looking for an exit, maybe at 10, 15, 20 years down the road, uh, some type of legacy business. So, um, you know, when you think about, you know, some of the, the businesses that we do, that's exactly, we do a lot in the restoration space. You can't get a lot more recession resistant than the restoration space. Right. I mean, that's right. going to happen whether you like it or not. There's going to be water and fire damages, smoke damages, right? That's just going to happen regardless of what the economy is doing. So um, some of our brands, you know, like 1-800 water damage and our blue kangaroo packouts, things like that, even our ducks uh, vent cleaning. Um, those are all things that have to happen, whether we're in a recession or, or what have you, right? That's still going to happen. So um, so people are looking for those types of things um, to be able to, to weather any storm. Yeah, no I pun intended. More, I, I, yeah, I need more than a want. Um, yeah. Talk mm -hmm. to me about cool bins. I, 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 I think this is a cool new opportunity. Uh, storage opportunities have always been unique um, in the sense that it's a need, not a want, but it's also, uh, you know, fits into that, uh, uh, you know, um, uh, upscale investment level, but as we all know, higher the investment, higher the return, typically. Um, talk to me about Coolsmids. It's it's a new brand. It, it's just getting launched. Um, tell me a little about it, what you're, you know, what they're doing and, you know, uh, tell our audience to share some information. Yeah, they're, they're, it's a really cool concept. Again, no, no pun intended. I'm just killing myself with all these. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, you can do a lot with that. Um, so cool bins, it is, it is climate controlled mobile storage. So there's obviously uh, other folks out there, you know, that, that, that sling mobile storage, right? Portable storage. Uh, it's not a brand new concept. Um, our founders actually live down in Naples, Florida, and they had, a, a, you know, an event at their house where they had to store their furniture and all their belongings in, in order to repair and uh, restore the home. Uh, they did that and uh, they put it into one of these, these uh, bins with another company uh, one where they take it away and put it in a quote unquote climate controlled warehouse. And they came back just about three weeks later to get some things out that they needed and they opened it up and it was just full of mold and mildew yeah. and the furniture was cracking. The artwork was growing fuzzy things. You know, most of their stuff was completely ruined and they came from kind of a manufacturing R and D background and said, there, this, this doesn't work for us. There has to be a better way. And so that started the, the research and development and what how, what became cool bins. Um, so these are, there's a whole variety of bins we we offer people. So cool bins, which are climate controlled, they, they're gonna hold your temperature, they're gonna uh, get rid of the humidity. Um, we've got uh, bins that are also refrigerated bins for things like, you know, breweries and restaurants or things that happen, right? Your, your walk-in cooler goes down. Uh, we've got freezer bins for, for the same reason. Uh, we've got mobile offices um, out there as well. So 
there's a, and we have non uh, climate control bins if you're just looking to store you know tools or whatever it is that don't need to be you know air conditioned so we've got a whole suite of services and types of bins um great test market obviously we have a corporate store down in florida so it's been a great test market and they've been offering them themselves out of what's our corporate location since 2017 so we've got several years of experience and learnings behind it uh, so and they just are, can't keep them in stock so these are portable bins i mean they they, they, they travel um so they travel and they can be left right right on site right if you need one today store some of your home they can leave it right in your driveway um or or you can load it up and we'll take it back to our lot um, unlike a lot of the companies, you don't need a warehouse because they're actually climate controlled, right? So you don't need right. to put them into a warehouse. They can actually be stored on a lot. Um, all of our bins are 110. You just plug it into a normal outlet. So if you go and you see a lot of other people who have mobile offices, especially freezers, refrigerators, they're going to require 220 or to be hardwired even uh, on site. None of that with any of our bins. They're all just plug and play. So interesting, interesting. And 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 they're and and they're rentals, correct? I mean, so somebody they are rentals, yeah. You right. know, somebody mm -hmm. is rental them either a month, two months, a week, two weeks, whatever. Or we see the average rental across our, our corporate location is about nine and a half months. So nine we've got bins that have mm -hmm, we've got bins been out there for two three years, and you know we get shorter times, but the average is about nine and a half months wow, uh, that we see as rental. Wow, and, and is is the need more commercial or residential? It's actually. Um, Probably, if I had to put it, probably 60, 65% commercial and the rest residential. Um, we just mentioned some examples of right, what would be residential. Right. Um, but again, um, you know, they've got them uh, on site for long term for some of the airports around that ran out of storage for, for all their, their, some of their food, you know, the candies and all that kind of stuff, bottles of water. They need extra storage space. So they've got them on site long term. Uh, they've got florists that are using them. They've got... Uh, obviously, a lot of contractors will use those as well as the mobile offices. Um, they're one of the things we like at Belfort Franchise Group is the synergies between a lot of our different companies. So our cool bins location, Florida, right now has about ten or twelve bins out to rent to our local Blue Kangaroo Packouts, our contents and restoration company, who doesn't have enough space. So he's actually renting bins from our cool bins location uh, to store um, the the properties trying to uh, while he's uh, packing out and repairing the contents. So. Um, you know, a lot of the brands we bring on are do that very thing, right? We have a network of, of very um, synergistic types of brands that, that can refer business to each other. Wow. Well, Doug, we appreciate you taking some time. We've been talking to Doug Smith, who is a VP, Senior VP of Franchise Development for Belfour uh, Franchise Group, and that's B-E-L-F-O-R Group. Uh, uh, just if anybody wanted to do some research and look them up, uh, Doug, any closing comments, anything else you want to say about the brands that you represent and own and, uh, help people, uh, get started in, I mean, anything else you want to share before we, uh, close out? Well, I'd like to say, you know, the one thing I think is different from Belfort franchise group is we're, we're actually owned right by Belfort property restoration, which is the world's largest property restoration company. So we're owned by an operating company. We're owned by a company that has nearly 11,000 employees across 35 countries, right? So they have 150 offices just here in the U S so not as only is there a chance, you know, for some referral business from, from the mothership, if you will, but they are in the, the ditches every day, right? Operate. They're in the restoration space. It can be an ugly space, right? As far as, you know, what the type of business they do, but they're an operating company. So they know what it takes. They know what our franchisees are seeing on a day-to-day basis, right? It's not just investment, but they operate every day. They get their hands dirty and they know what it takes to run a business. And I think that separates us from a lot of other, other companies out there. Right. 
Um, we've been talking to Doug Smith, Senior Vice President of Franchise Development, as I mentioned, from the Belfort Franchise Group. That's B-E-L-F-O-R Group. Uh, you can reach out to Doug on LinkedIn. He's there, D-O-U-G, and uh, Smith, S-M-I-T-H. Again, Senior Vice President of Franchise Development. Message him if you need some more information on the uh, the awesome service brands that he uh, they have in their portfolio. I'm your host, Scotty Milas of All Things Considered Franchising. You can check out all of our podcasts on allthingsconsideredfranchising.com and, of course, Spotify, Apple, and all the rest of the, uh, well, just podcast channels. Uh, the services consultant uh, part of the organization, scottmilasfranchisecoach.com. Visit the website. Message me if you'd like to get started and learn more about business ownership. The services and uh, education and guidance that I uh, represent to my clients and offer my clients at no cost um, is uh, based on experience, and there's no commitment uh, in regards uh, to uh, investing in a business. It's all, it's all education. So, uh, Doug, thanks for having us. Uh, we hope to get you back on in the next six months just to get an update, and uh, we appreciate your time. Oh, nope, really appreciate uh, the opportunity uh, to speak to you today, Scotty. All right, thanks.